unintentionally, somehow we managed to line up the this stars, week's movie. The stars aligned. Everything just... Somehow, Gorath ended up being a Christmas movie. Well, a loose Christmas movie, I you guess. Can, I call as, it a Christmas movie. I mean, it's based, it's based around Christmas. It's actually, I think it's like the 25th of December where this movie is... They're singing carols. ...takes place on, which is pretty cool. Is it a Christmas movie, though? <laughs> Jason, oh, what defines a Christmas oh, movie? We've already done this with kaijus. I don't know. I mean, it's not your classic Christmas movie when the whole plot revolves around Christmas no, no, no. and but Santa it's, and elves. It's relevant where it needs to be. But it takes place on Christmas. It has a lot of the action and a lot of the set pieces based in... Snow? The North Pole? The North and South Pole. South yeah. Pole. So you know, uh, Christmas carols. We Christmas, got our we got our Christmas carols. Singing song. We got so much singing in this movie. Yeah, it was good. It was it was a jolly, even if it wasn't explicitly a Christmas movie. Yeah. If you forego all of the caroling, it had a jolly tone to it. It, had a, it was a fun. It was a fun movie, even though it was about the complete and utter destruction of Earth. It was quite melancholy. Yeah, yeah. It was jolly though. It was jolly. There we go. My friends, my friends, my dear, dear listeners who I cherish <laughs> so, so much. Welcome back to Podzilla. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. <laughs> Welcome. It's good to have you with us. This is the last Podzilla for the year. Oh gosh, it is. I didn't even think of that. It is Christmas in but a few days. <laughs> and yeah. We just watched it. We just watched Gorath, 1962, directed by Shiro Honda. But before we get into all that, what are you what are you doing for Christmas? Gosh, dude, I'm doing the exact same stuff as you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are brothers. Is there anything We're just <laughs> hanging out Christmas Eve? Do we have any Christmas, Christmas plans? Christmas Day. Um I don't know. We've been. I feel like we do more celebrations for New Year's than we do Christmas. Yeah, that is true. Am I doing anything separate to you? I think we're going to Monique, my wife's family, for a little bit of Boxing Day, perhaps. Okay. But other than that, we've got to have something we're doing for Christmas. Well, I mean, we've been doing things. We've been doing things for the last month or so. We've been having a couple of movie nights. We watched Gremlins the other night. We have watched a lot of Christmas movies. Yeah, we watched watched our classic. We so every year around December. We have made it a tradition to watch a Christmas story, which mm. is an old. Oh, when did it come out? I don't even know. It must be eighties. Eighties, an old eighties-ish movie about a little kid, Ralphie, mm-hmm. who uh, spends his Christmas December wanting a toy BB gun, longing for a gun, and everyone's just saying, "Nope, you're not going to get it." Random stuff happening. You shoot through. your eye out, and yes, yeah, it's a whole lot of random things happening until he may or may not get the gun on christmas day find out for yourself good movie good movie we also watched it's a wonderful life for the first time that's right that was a classic i liked watching that it's funny how we say that we're saying like these are old movies and classics when we're literally what been watching stuff from the 50s and 60s for this podcast (laughs) (laughs) this is all kids growing up in like 2050 will think (laughs) oh the classic did you see the classic movie the classic Marvel, the classic <laughs> oh, Marvel no. movie, Spider-Man No Way Home, the classics. Which, by the way, good segue, good time to mention that we are this week as well featuring on the Final Draft podcast, talking about Spider-Man No Way Home with our yeah, fellow podcasters and fellow friends. Oh, good chaps over in the UK. Good old Brits. Good old, hey, I'm Alex, I'm Adam. <laughs> this is the Final Draft. This is the Final Draft, yeah. Sit down with your tea and crumpets for a smashing time. <laughs> Oh, it was a good time. Be sure to check out, yeah, the final draft. We'll have the links below for that, but we took Spider-Man No Way Home, which we also caught, and I guess is a little bit kind of a Christmas yeah, movie every... too. Oh, gosh, that is a Christmas movie, technically. Yeah, well... Every, that's a movie that everybody's going to see. Yeah. If you watched it, go ahead and listen. Yeah, but we do go into a bit of spoilers, and there's a good one to avoid spoilers for if you can. But that's coming out this week, or maybe next, I don't even know, sometime on the final draft. And as we said before, this is our last Podzilla for the year. However, we are back next year oh, with, with King Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, good start to the year. So it's going to be great. And it, I don't know why it already sounds like we're wrapping up the episode and we haven't even started yet. But 
Gorath. How far are we through? What's the timer right now? <laughs> Let's give it a wrap. It's about 10, 15 minutes. Let's just... <laughs> That's us, guys. I was talking okay. about Christmas movies. Um, what was Gorath about, Michael? Gorath. So going into it, all I knew is that it's a sci-fi movie. Yeah. We have had a couple sci-fi movies mm-hmm. so far. Didn't know it was different about this one. Honestly, I was going to go a bit more into depth into the plot, but I can just say the plot right now. Humanity finds, Earth finds out, that there is a giant asteroid slash planet heading towards like the a huge Earth. star, yeah. Huge star. And the whole gimmick of the movie is that this star, although it is small, they say it's three quarters the size of Earth, mm. it is much, much more... It's not heavier, but it has a much greater mass. A mass 6,000 times of Earth's. Yeah, I think it keeps growing and growing, right? Like it, So it has a huge gravitational pull, and mm-hmm. it grows over the course of the movie. We see it flying through space, pulling in debris from other planets and places, and it, at one point it even sucks the rings of Saturn off of oh, Saturn. Good, and like good stuff. Collects all those up, grows its mass. So Earth has to face with this giant planet, which is going to, if it gets close to them, it's going to suck it into its atmosphere. Gorath. Gorath the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we start off this movie with a few a few space space missions, space craft flying towards this planet and getting sucked in, kind of letting humanity know that this is a big deal. Yeah, it's I, I quite liked it because a lot of the other sci-fi ones I've seen so far, it's a big build up until we actually go into space or things start happening. Yeah, this one literally within like the first five minutes, it's about the ship <laughs> going into space. You meet the crew and then they're and destroyed they, they collide nice. with gorath and die i like that big big opening averted expectations yeah yeah it's weird this movie takes place kind of half in space and half on earth and it's not really a it doesn't really start on earth and continuously move towards space more it kind of flashes between the mm. two of them quite a lot yeah that was quite cool it was cool to get the different perspectives and even though there weren't any like main characters in this one there's a lot of a lot of side characters and different different people that we're switching between yeah Uh, and in a lot of movies so far we've seen you know humanity versus the monster the kaiju Mm. and this one the enemy is kind of this planet which is a nice twist on things Mm. after they get destroyed (laughs) gorath we get the scientists and people of earth kind of getting together and thinking what they can do to stop Mm. this from colliding and destroying everything yeah, we have a few groups of people on Earth. We have the United Nations Council, mm. who we've seen before in previous movies. Yeah, uh, All the head government officials of the Earth coming together. In this, we have a few main characters as part of this United Nations. Uh, Dr. Tazawa, who we have seen before, played by Uriyo Ikebe, who has shown up in... Battle in Outer Space, right? It's such a generic name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's all he's been in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he plays kind of the, the head honcho of the space program yeah uh he he knows his stuff yeah uh we also have the astronauts and there's a lot of astronauts in this movie and it's it's separate because we've got the astronauts that die as the film starts yeah and then we've got this new crew the this very very i don't know they feel like a close-knit group of friends that are all just like Mm. laughing and singing together and hanging out and yeah very early on in the movie we see them kind of ditch their training and (laughs) They steal a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, I think they're like one of their commanding officers lands in a helicopter. And they're like, should we do it? Should we do it? And while they, the commanding they, officer's off they huddle around. something, they huddle around and then just hijack this helicopter and start singing, flying it around the place. At least in my favorite scene in the movie where you see this helicopter kind of drunkenly flying along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, all, and these five astronauts who really have no idea what they're doing, just singing. <laughs> jo- jolly, jolly singing, jolly caroling. Yeah. What makes it even better as well is straight after, like, the spaceship explodes at the start, everyone dies. They're like, okay, Christmas this year, everyone, we're going to put aside the festivities and instead of everyone being happy and merry, we're going to make we're going to make it a very mournful holiday. It's going to be everyone has to remember these astronauts that fell for us, that, that risked their lives to try and save us from Gorath. It's going to be a period of mourning. Yeah, it's going to be a period of mourning for everyone. And then it like cuts to the these guys just singing and flying a helicopter around. Yeah. Oh yeah. shoot, Jasha. Well, I just got a red alert on my phone. Christmas is cancelled. What really? Don't laugh. It's not a celebration okay, anymore. So what? It's a period of mourning. Well, why? There's a planet hurtling towards 
Earth. We know what we should do. What should we do? I think there's a heli- rescue helicopter place Let's up go. the road. Let's <laughs> pack it up, boys. <laughs> Sing songs up in the air. Kind of a segue, Jasha. Yeah, okay. A lot of the themes around this movie is humanity is going to die. Humanity is going to lose to this force. Yeah. You've got a period of time until kind of the end of Earth. And everybody's doing the things that they wanted to do, getting it done before that time. Mm. If Earth was going to get destroyed by New Year's, say, yeah. what would you do? What? What's wow. on top okay. of your list? If it was a Gorath situation. In the Gorath, Gorath situation, what's at the top of your list? huge star is coming towards Earth. We're all going to die. We're going to have to evacuate and get to the highest points. What would I do before it got that bad? Not even, um, say there's no chance of survival. Oh, okay. What would you do? Well, to be honest, I don't know. Because, I mean, there's a few things, places I'd like to see, and especially people I'd like to catch up with before then. Mm-hmm. People I'd like to spend my time with, family, yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. But then it's also like, people, everyone would know about this. Yeah. And everyone would be doing the same and going crazy. I think it would just be chaos, right? Like A lot of would... people would be doing kind of helicopter situations. <laughs> yeah, there. people would be drunkenly flying through Where the they'll sky. do dangerous things because even if they die sooner, it yeah. won't matter. Yeah, totally. Because they're going to die anyway. But then you'd have, you'd have looters, you'd have riots, you'd have... I'm pretty sure it would just be chaos. It'd be absolute chaos. I'd try to have a good time with friends and family. Do you have something specific you'll do? I would... Dude, I would drive <laughs> off-road... Well, and okay. I, I mean, I mean, take my car, drive it down the road, just drive off the road. <laughs> well, wait, wait, okay, taking so the, shortcuts. The world's just gonna across end. grassy patches. The world's gonna end, and you're just gonna like play Grand Theft Auto in real life. <laughs> That's l- <laughs> literally just cut through a ten meter pass of patch of grass to get. I don't know. I heard that'd be fun to do because <laughs> okay. people wouldn't care about those small laws anymore. Yeah, yeah, you know, you can. Start jaywalking. You can start oh, torrenting movies. You can... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, the earth is ending. <laughs> Jaysha's pirating movies. Oh, I've got this latest cam video of Spider-Man No Way Home. Guys, let's give it a watch. <sighs> People take it pretty seriously in this movie though, right? Like, that's the craziest thing they do is steal a helicopter <laughs> to go to a government official's office and say hey yeah. send us to Gorath we want to try stop it yeah they're not oh, they weren't their mission wasn't to go to Gorath yeah. but they wanted to have a chance at rectifying the situation yeah making things right and that's what the whole UN's United Nations mm. stances on this even though there's probably they're probably going to die yeah it's all going to crumble they want to do the best they can yeah I quite like the United Nations in this movie as well because we've seen them before and things have been handled quite well. Like, even just with the languages they're speaking, it's been overdubbed in Japanese and everyone's speaking the same language and understanding each other. This one's real nice. This one was done very well because everyone is actually speaking in what they actually speak. Japanese are speaking Japanese. The Germans are speaking form of English. Uh, the US is speaking English and they're all they're all talking and they've got like earpieces that I assume are translators are actively yeah. translating for them. So it made a bit more sense. It was like a bit more thoughts being put into it, which I yeah. appreciated. It was cool to just hear kind of what it would be like instead of having it edited. <laughs> yeah. It's the most realistic way you could do it, mm. even with the earpieces. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It still makes sense. It's still a nice time. Uh, probably a good time to name some of the other characters as well. Leading this band of Mary... Um, Miri astronauts, uh, kind of their leader, Yeah, is Tatsuma Kanai, Kanai. played by Akira Kubo. Oh. Kanai is, yeah, he's the main character in this. Yeah, I'd say so. The most main character you could get, I'd say. Uh, other characters of note is his girlfriend. Well, this is interesting. What was her name? Her name is Takiko Nomura, so, played by Kumi Mizuno. She was engaged to one of the astronauts that died at the very start. Yeah, this is weird. And then next minute... I don't know if there's a time skip in this movie. I think there's time skips because they talk about it'll take this long to get to Gorath and then all of a sudden they're instantly there. So I think... It doesn't seem like it was Christmas the whole way through either. No. But there's a situation where these two meet up on Earth um, because the world's ending. Yeah. He gives her a little gift of a... 
of a watch of a yeah. so this is the guy going on the new mission this is can i going yeah. on the new mission he gives he gives her like a watch necklace thing and then he sees she still has a photo apparently their boyfriend and girlfriend yeah he sees a photo of her past fiance yeah who feels <laughs> like just died against gorath and she says he he might not be dead we still don't know yeah i still, still, I still have life. feelings for him obviously and then he picks up the picture and throws it out the window. <laughs> well, it's, it's more so he just grabs it, walks to the balcony, <laughs> outstretched arm, just drops it. <laughs> Neutral face. It just storms out angry whether we cut to like policemen and heaps of like <laughs> civilians standing around this broken photograph on the on the. And I still sidewalk. don't know if they're boyfriend or girlfriend. Uh, I don't know because it cuts back to pictures of them where they look young yeah. and they're hanging out together. But she would have been. Engage during that time? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Stuff gets weird. I feel like they didn't think about too much of the wider effects that this movie has. Mm. As we'll see a bit later on. Well, even with Toho movies in general, of what we've watched so far, relationships, especially like romantic ones, seem to get a bit, I don't know, just messy and hard to understand. A bit lost. Yeah, maybe a bit lost in translation or just... Just lost in the wider scheme of things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest, they're probably the least interesting parts of these movies in general. So it's... you don't. I don't know what you're talking about. I felt real connection <laughs> when he threw her fiancé's photograph out for when It was just sad for you. Well, he throws it out. <laughs> and it cuts to, like, policemen and citizens yeah. on the yeah. on the ground looking up really dramatically. Yeah. I felt for them you in that moment. That? Dude, I felt you that. You felt for the policemen? I felt for the policemen. Seeing this photograph land outside. What, what a what a crime. That's the type that's the type of crimes they're committing when the world's ending. Littering. <laughs> Just walking into people's houses, <laughs> chucking things out their windows. Oh, there's um there's honestly not too much more to say in terms of the plot, because it is well, just these wider things that continue and continue. I'll name a few other leading yeah. characters off first. Uh Takiko Nomura's best friend, Tomoko Sonata, played by Yumi Shirakawa. She's the other kind of half leading lady in this movie yeah they're best friends she also has a boyfriend who is dr tozawa yes the lead scientist of the un yeah and her dad is played by takashi shimura yes i I want to get to the point where we don't have to say yamane for people to know he's yeah no nah, he's takashi shimura i knew it instantly takashi shimura. yeah returning actor he's kind of just a dad in this movie which i like but then what also confused me as well right okay you've got him and you've got Takashi. his daughter yes who's best friends with the other girl the leading lady yeah who is now boyfriend to our leading man who's called Kanai. Kanai. yeah and then she used to be engaged to one of the lead astronauts of the first space expedition yes but then her dad was also the captain of that space expedition I think. Wait a second. Or maybe I've just completely... I th- No, okay, 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 okay. So you have... Takashi is the dad of one of them. Yes, one of them. And the other girl's dad... Yes. ...was the captain of... Oh my gosh, I'm just realising she lost both her father and her fiancé yeah. in the one space. And then this her, her new boyfriend just comes and just like, Oh, that's in the past. Forget about <laughs> him. Forget about it. <laughs> I'm going to go save us. Oh gosh, I feel so bad for her now. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm so uh, sorry, Takiko. It's crazy. The family dynamics, <laughs> insane. Her only really other one to note is, um, just because we've made a habit of calling him out in all of these movies, Akihiko Horada comes back as the captain of the new of the new crew. Yeah, so he's in kind of like a cameo role as he has been for a lot of these yeah. most more recent ones. As the story progresses, because Gorath is coming towards Earth, yeah, they, they're one chance. They have to think of ways to, to kind of escape this, to try fix the situation. They have thoughts maybe sending a nuke out, an atomic bomb, to destroy the planet. Yeah. Uh, maybe that won't work. You know what will work? What? Let's just get a big jet booster. A booster, uh, a thruster. Let's <laughs> just install... Let's build a big thruster. Heaps of thrusters in the North on, Pole. On one end of the Earth. <laughs> and just kind of fly Earth away. 
the big plan is to install heaps of just thrusters on one side of the earth yeah and just push it push it out of the if we take the earth <laughs> and we push it over, over here, here that's literally their plan and i don't do not think about moving the moon along with it or what that will cause or long just... st- long story short one of the things that happens is yeah uh Greth comes <laughs> starts coming closer yeah it envelops yeah it envelops the moon yeah it just destroys the moon and I was, we looked this up while we were watching we were like surely earth could not survive without the moon the only thing that the only kind of reference point that i had had was despicable me <laughs> in which they make the moon small and the earth's tides go out the only effects i could think of was the tides would go yeah and there wouldn't be a reliable way to tell the days yeah but i know that it does more than that to us like surely it, yeah yeah it stuffs up seasons or things like that it's uh, so we looked it up afterwards it kind of helps to balance out the tilt of the earth yeah without it there would be no oh it's not that there would be no seasons it's that the way seasons work would be so chaotic yeah sometimes you'd get no seasons then the earth would wobble and tilt and then there'd be extreme seasons and apparently it would only take a couple of hours or like under a day for earth to either go back to the ice age or something crazy yeah and apparently the moon as well as that the moon slows the earth down and keeps it in check Without it, the Earth would just keep on spinning and spinning and go faster to the <laughs> point where it only takes 6 to 12 hours for a day to be over. Yeah. And you'd have like a thousand days a year. These guys aren't thinking about that. The moon was not mentioned. And you know what's funny? Trivia time? Trivia. I'll interject here with a little, a little note. A Shiro Honda thought the exact same thing. He, Wait, he thought there would be a fix? He was like... Surely the moon getting destroyed would do, would be terrible. Surely Gorath's bad enough, but Earth wouldn't survive with the moon getting destroyed alone. Yeah. And he wanted them to change the script. He wanted them to change the story, make it so the moon doesn't get destroyed, so that it at least makes some scientific sense. A logical thing to do. Yeah. But the producers insisted. Yeah, they were like, hey... People aren't going to be concerned with that. People, people don't. People aren't even going to think about that. Realism doesn't make a good movie, Ashira. You know, you know, movies get are bad when the people making them think. You know, the 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 people watching this won't care about this. Who wants minor realism? Inconsistency. Yeah. <laughs> they, trust me, the viewers are not smart enough to care about this in the slightest. And apparently, like, Ashira was really pushing to make this as realistic as he could for some of the scenes where... <laughs> for a movie where yeah. they install <laughs> jet thrusters on the one <laughs> yeah, side yeah. of the earth. As he could, as he could. As realistic as he could. But a lot of the scenes with, like, the United Nations or um, when scientists are discussing things, he actually got real scientists in to um, write with chalk on the whiteboards. And all the whiteboards we oh, see are cool. real equations or real scientific methods nice. or things written down i noticed one of those chalkboards did you there we go realism realism which we had none of when it came to the moon <laughs> but that was interesting to know because it definitely i don't know what the producers was thinking but it was something that came across both our minds other th- uh, there are yeah there's like two other main things that are happening at this time uh the space crew did end up going to investigate gorath yeah they're not getting close except they kind of do they send like two little Little ships out of their big Little one. shuttles. Oh, they sent a couple little shuttles. Yeah, Kanai goes on one of these shuttles. Yeah. Towards Gorath for some reason. Yeah, I think they're just wanting to... They, they, their mission is... Observe. To observe and to learn anything they can about getting close to Gorath that might help the people back on Earth. Mm-hmm. And he gets too close. He gets a bit too close. And we get like this almost psychedelic scene of Gorath kind of looking like the eye of mordor just filling up his vision and fire exploding on top of it yeah, his, his shuttle goes haywire and <laughs> starts spitting around the the eye of <laughs> the gorath eye of gorath ends up consuming him yeah he makes it back to the ship and he's got amnesia yeah which we've seen him rodan before we've the seen main character that got amnesia they just recycled the plot point seriously they seriously did because they end up bringing him back to his girlfriend and seeing if that will help it and it doesn't at the start which was nice to see they didn't yeah it completely while that's happening the other big thing which felt a bit out of place for the movie so far mm. um this during the whole movie it's humanity versus gorath 
for yeah. a five minute sequence a kaiju comes in yeah so the thrusters they installed on the north pole was heating it up and the temperature no was yeah man the temperature of these thrusters was melting a lot of the ice okay and we are told that something woke up or something didn't like the temperature oh my chaining. Gosh, changing. you're telling me a crazy, scary monster living S- under the yeah. under the ice caps of the South Pole for mm-hmm. so long. This terrible creature is going to rise up and slaughter humanity for for destroying its habitat. Yep, we see a big old walrus. Wait, what? A big old walrus punch a building a couple times, retreat into his little cavern, and then get killed by a laser beam shot by a ship. <laughs> nice and that's us let's move that's on to us the next that was maguma no yeah let's pause on this for a second maguma yeah the walrus kaiju why did this feel so out of place because i mentioned it to you it literally felt fine up until this point and they just inject a scene of a giant walrus attacking a building and guess what shiro honda thought the same thing no <laughs> so Shiro Honda you mad lad you're doing things right maybe maybe everything wrong with these movies we just we just blame too much on a Shiro in the past because you know what it's the producers it's the producers it's because a Shiro didn't want this in the movie he thought the story was so good without it it actually wasn't even gonna include this kaiju fine so finally he was making a good movie without a kaiju yep and that was his vision and the producers insisted that a monster be put into it just to spice things up a bit they'll probably gain more audience people will be more interested the whole spice of this movie was that there was no kaiju (laughs) yeah it was very thrilling for a movie without it it's probably yeah it's better than battle in outer space for sure at least to me but they forced him to add in maguma and he actually went on to say a shiro in his later years after Mm -hmm. this movie that if not for the appearance of maguma this would have been his favorite film he made. Wow. He really loved the message of human equality and everyone across the globe coming together to cooperate, which we've seen him do yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. But he always felt that this forced in scene of this giant monster just brought the film down a bit. And he really regrets not fighting harder to not not let the producers have their way with the movie and to let him Man. retain some of what he wanted, some of his vision. I feel really bad for Honda. Imagine just making movie after movie and you really want it to be a vision that you've planned and it just keeps getting changed and skewed. And they should have by this point just believed in his vision a bit more because he's he freaking directed godzilla the biggest the biggest monster movie of the time he did mothra just recently before this that was amazing did so well but for some reason they still are having so much control over his work and changing things and not letting him do things which it is sad as well i will say because the sad truth is we wouldn't have seen this movie if it weren't for maguma yeah that's 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 true right i mean we the whole reason this, that this movie is quote-unquote canon to Godzilla yeah. is because Maguma shows up in another Godzilla movie down the road. Yeah, well, he doesn't appear in any of the, I guess, Godzilla movies, but he was going to appear in Destroy All Monsters. Wait, you're talking... Wait, so he doesn't... Wait. <laughs> I'm taking a step back. This is real marker right here. Okay. Are we watching this movie because he was in a deleted scene? No, no, no. He, he, okay. He was going to be in Destroyer Monster. He was going to be guarding one of the alien bases, but they decided not to include him. However, Maguma does show up in Adventure Godzilla Land, which I think <laughs> the, is... The defunct theme park? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it's an animated show in the 90s. Okay. Um, he appears in Godzilla Ban, which is a t- 2019 show with puppets, I, I have think. seen clips of gods of ben yep um he's in godzilla trading battle which i've talked about before for the playstation <laughs> okay um and a few other games he's also in godzilla defense force which is an ios game yes. which we've actually played this we've one played we've, talked we've talked about, about playing that. um and in recent novels he's actually mentioned are they godzilla novels they're godzilla novels to do with an anime trilogy that's that was recently made oh the netflix one yeah yeah, yeah netflix anime trilogy it's maguma's mentioned in some of the prequel novels okay. i think there's also mentions of them in some of the novels to do with the most recent monsterverse godzilla movies oh and the maguma attack in this him <laughs> punching one of their arctic buildings for a few times yeah. um is included in an official timeline of monster attacks 
So I think not canon to Godzilla. Canon to Godzilla. Uh, so, okay. Canon to Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. You're telling me that uh, I'm fine with the walrus attacking. <laughs> yes. In the canon Godzilla universe, the moon. Okay, so it's a bit it's a bit weird, right? So in the continuity of films later down the track, Godzilla against Mechagodzilla and Godzilla Tokyo SOS, it changes slightly retcons what happened in this movie. Okay. I say slightly. <laughs> so this movie takes place, the movie we just watched Gorath, in 1980. I thought you were going to say in an alternate, alternate dimension. <laughs> no, it's not that crazy. Okay. This movie took place in 1980. It retconned it to make it so Meguma's attack... Mm-hmm takes place in 1962 the same time this movie is okay, released yep and it doesn't incorporate the rest of the film's events so oh wait so going forward the only <laughs> canon part of this movie is the maguma attack yep i'll, I'll t- ask you then why did the attack happen because they were setting up thrusters to get away from gorath but gorath in canon to those movies later down the track didn't happen Wait, so the moon still exists. You <laughs> see the moon in those movies. <laughs> so Maguma canon to Godzilla happens because humanity put up thrusters on the Earth in the South Pole for for no reason. Now that Gorath isn't a part of the picture. Yes. Cool. That makes total sense. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Um, Gorath returns again, though, as well. Oh! So there's actually uh, another star or meteorite called Gorath that's headed to Earth. The same one? I don't know. We'll see. In Godzilla Final Wars. Okay. So I don't know if they just took Gorath out of the timeline. <laughs> Maguma just randomly attacked a, a station yep, just, out in yep. the North Pole. And then Gorath does happen, but again, in Godzilla Final Wars, I have no clue. Okay. But Maguma, giant Maguma. walrus. Actually... Good point. Let's let's hone in on the finer details of Maguma. Okay. Uh, big giant walrus. Yeah. It almost looks like Anguirus, a monster we've seen before, mm. without the shell. Yeah. A bit. It looks really funny because you can see that the bodysuit for this creature, you can clearly see the humanoid yeah. figure. It's one of the... It's quite <laughs> skin tight. One of the worst costume designs. I'm just going to put it out there. Like, Maguma, you, he, look, he looks cool. You like you, you mentioned how his face looks. I like looks his unique. head. Yeah. His head was good. But uh, not as much effort's been put into it, especially his back half that um, <laughs> a lot of the other monsters we've seen. You can, it's so skin tight. You can really <laughs> see the dude's butt poking. And this is, when Maguma was initially going to be added to the story, Mm. he was just going to be a lizard, a giant lizard or a giant dinosaur. And I mean, Ashira Honda already not wanting this thing in the movie was like, hey, we can't do a rehash of Godzilla. We've already done that a few times. At least if you can ruin my vision, make it something (laughs) Let's have something else. So they came up with the idea of a giant walrus. (laughs) But again, in the official timeline of events that have happened and in everything that has come up since Godzilla encyclopedias and things like that Maguma is still called a lizard what so Maguma is a giant reptile he's a giant lizard that looks like a walrus <laughs> he's a lizard oh so it's a lizard that looks like a walrus yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's all the stuff I have on Maguma here's Maguma's roar so it kind of sounds like a walrus <laughs> does it yeah I guess oh sorry this movie is making me very jolly yeah man it's a good christmas movie (laughs) it's good um anyway after the maguma attack what what happens Uh, after the five minute maguma montage (laughs) uh yeah what what does happen they move earth out of the way yeah um everybody holds up together in these final moments, everything's set in motion, so they just have to wait it out and see what happens. Mm. Gorath passes by Earth, and at its closest point, Kanai sees it. All his amnesia. He doesn't have a clue what's going on. Suddenly, Eye of Gorath moment. Yeah. Literally like Pippin picking up the orb in one of the Lord of the Rings movies. He's looking at this TV screen. We get put inside the TV screen. <gasps> we see Gorath. He sees Gorath. He's once again spinning around in that ship. And he remembers. What does he remember? He remembers Gorath. He remembers who he is. He turns to his girlfriend and he 
remembers her. <gasps> Although he doesn't say her name, he's just like, I remember you. <laughs> I, re I remember you. <laughs> I remember you. You better not remember your ex-fiance, I'll tell you what. <laughs> um, yeah, Gryth passes by. Yeah, and I mean, Earth does get quite destroyed. We do see some real cool miniature destruction. Yeah, there's some good scenes of uh, Japan, Tokyo being yeah. really flooded. Tokyo just gets destroyed. Like, Tokyo is pretty much covered in water and completely gone after the end of this they actually say we're gonna to have to rebuild tokyo we're gonna to have to make it better yeah one of the good takeaway lines is yeah building a better tomorrow <laughs> building a better tomorrow if everyone can come together on earth to stop gorath what else can we do together what else can we stop what else can we change that's the movie there's a couple of real funny lines as well because the thrust the thrusters on the earth took up a lot of nuclear power yeah. One of the scientists ends up saying to, not Tazawa, the dude who knows his stuff, they say it to Takashi Shimura's character. Mm. They say, hey, we've kind of thrusted the Earth off this way. We've got to get it back to its original position because we have no idea what the effects of doing this could be. <laughs> yeah. They say as the moon's been completely eviscerated. We've got to get it back. And to do that, we need to use twice the amount of nuclear power <laughs> they're pretty much just like oh we'll get to that we'll move the <laughs> earth back we'll we'll figure out what space is doing to us what everything without a moon's <laughs> doing to us we just won't worry about it we're alive so jaysha <laughs> at the start of this movie earth is an amazing place yes by the end of it the moon is destroyed yes there have been giant walrus attacks on earth yeah the vast majority of the earth has been flooded Mm -hmm. Because of the, of the gravity, half of the Earth's water has gone over to the other side of the planet. Yes. <laughs> They're going to use, like, tremendous amounts of nuclear power. <laughs> Is this good for the environment? Gorath's gone, dude. We're alive. That's... We'll worry about that in the, in the, next, in the next movie, even though there isn't one. <laughs> even though the next movies forget that this even happened. <laughs> it's literally like they... It's, they did literally what the characters did. We'll figure this out later on. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. The viewers won't care. <laughs> they won't notice. Uh, oh, man. Who was your favorite character from this? Oh, favorite character. Um, Kanai's good. Hmm. At this... Oh, I, I did like Dr. Tozawa, but Kanai at the start of the movie, he's played off and everybody refers to him as like the... Oh, he's just the same as he was in high school. The classic Joker. He shows up to the Christmas part, Christmas parade in town in like a giant robot outfit. Yeah. He's like laughing at police officers and like He's acting a strange. wacky character. Yeah. I really liked, there's um, a boy. He's the oh, brother yes. to one of the sisters and the son to Takashi, Takashi Shimura. No. Takashi Shimura is, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You guys all know who the, who that is, right? We don't need to. Yeah, we don't need to reference that. <laughs> um, but there's just this. There's just this boy, and it, and he's always he's he's always just making jokes. He's always wanting to be a part of like the decision making when they're having huge discussions about what what we should do to stop Gorath. He's always wanting to give his two cents worth and wanting yeah. to help out. He's asking for whiskey. They broke out whiskey for whiskey. the big since it's a the big serious deal. Yeah. And he's got a good compelling argument, dude. <laughs> the world's ending in nine days. Why can't he have a sip of whiskey? <laughs> right? It made sense to me. But he's always just there for a couple of seconds. There's one point where, like, they're opening a door and he hits his head because he's been listening on the other side. He's a good... He's, he's a good inclusion. The epitome of a good... Would you call him a side character? It's not even that. He's just a minor character. He's... He's a, the epitome of a good minor character. Yeah. Memorable. I don't know his name, but he was good. Is he labeled... Hold on. I want to call him out. Is he even labelled on the... I can't be bothered looking so far as to find your name, but we do notice you. <laughs> we notice you, little boy wanting his whiskey. Yeah, we do. We do. Did you... <laughs> Did you have a favourite kaiju? <laughs> Maguma or Gorath? I... Is Gorath a giant planet, dude? No, no, no. Maguma was alright. I... Funnily enough, I did like Gorath because he is kind of its own it is kind of its own character in this movie just this impending doom this impending doom this kind of dangerous force that humanity has to fight against yeah they do characterize it in a great way 
Yeah, I, re I really liked Gorath. And, and it looks cool. It's like this yeah. magma planet, really glowing cool. red. And to be honest, I get what Ashura Honda was going for, not want, not wanting Maguma, wanting this to be the... It, it worked as just having humanity just completely just freaking out and being stuck and not knowing mm. what to do when this thing's just going to kill them in a couple of days. It was quite a cool it's plot. It's a good story. It's a good story, yeah. It's... One, one the, the kind of key point of impending doom. Yeah. To the point of having to fight against gravity. Yeah. For a huge part of the movie. Mm. It's really smart. And then in saying all this, like me liking the plot with Glorath, I didn't mind Meguma's... Inclusion? Inclusion? Although I wish they did a little bit better. I, th I think the main point why I didn't like it was because it was so jarring. Yeah. It literally just cut to a scene of it yeah. attacking a building. Now hear me out, okay? Yeah. We're in Japan for the majority of this movie. Are you a producer in this scenario? Yeah, I'm a producer. This is oh, me. Oh, gosh. This is me talking to the other producers. Hey, guys, I know Maguma has to be in here. Why don't we add a few more kaiju? We know that Japan is Ooh. notorious for its kaiju. We've seen Godzilla. We've seen Mothra. We've seen half-human. We've seen whoever these, whoever these other creatures are. Why not when water's rising, chaos is ensuing, things are getting closer surely that would wake up a couple more underwater kaiju surely that will wake up a couple other kaiju in the arctic i think it would have been quite cool to just have these inclusions of these random monster battles and random chaos make it make it worse make monsters and floods and lightning and i'm just imagining a honda coming back to this meeting being like okay guys i really don't want Miguel to be in this movie what are your thoughts now hear me out honda five kaiju uh Trust me, it'll make the movie better. Honda goes out, he's like, well, the producers were bad. This is one guy. The worst of the bunch. Wanting so many monsters. Yeah, I wish they just did it better. Like, they could have done it a little bit more creatively. They had to include yeah. it. Honda had to include it, but it could have been more than just a couple of, couple of seconds. Even just a bit more exposition. Yeah. Maybe a scene of him actually being unmelted from the ice caps. What I thought could have been cool as well. Mm. If I was a producer in this scenario. Okay, we're both producers. Um, here's what I'd do. Uh, second, the second Godzilla movie. Godzilla rides again. <laughs> yeah. Godzilla rides again. It ends with him being frozen in this kind of iceberg kind of island. Yeah, so we last left Godzilla. By the end of the movie, Godzilla's left off frozen. I would have loved for the, just halfway through this movie, it turns <laughs> into a Godzilla movie with these thrusters melting the ice caps. Godzilla ends up being melted out <laughs> and now they're having to face the planet and the return of godzilla like it worked gorath works on its own as a sci-fi it's probably better on its movie it's probably better on its own it's probably better on its own but you're right like it would work as a cool plot for a monster movie or a godzilla film like just having this as the backdrop just making things worse for the humans and if Godzilla's going to come back, this is probably one of the most unique ways you could go yeah. about it. Yeah. Having him being like a side effect from a bigger, <laughs> a bigger danger. But then they'd have to keep Gorath cannon. They'd have oh. to keep the moon. <laughs> oh, not the moon. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, is there any last things you, you liked about the movie? I feel there was one or two scenes I was going to talk about, but nothing pops to the forefront of my mind. Yeah, I'm the same. It, it was It was a good time. I it was an enjoyable. It yeah. was it was very enjoyable. I'm liking how these movies are, are slowly becoming more and more enjoyable. I yeah, feel. you just, can see them. There's a steady increase of them getting better. Yeah, just finding out the tone, finding out what makes them work, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. I said it before, but I really enjoyed just the spattering of different characters that we're mm -hmm. that we're switching between because they did build them up enough. They did have enough development that they weren't just unknown people we're watching or people we mm. don't care about. It gets to the point where anything that happens, you at least, at the very least, recognize the characters. That yeah. Are going. Yeah. And I, I quite liked it. I quite liked having amnesia in it again. It, it was, <laughs> no. It was cool. Just as Goreth got closer, everything started going wrong. Kaiju <laughs> yeah. attacks. Someone gets amnesia. This starts. It's just, it was quite cool. I, I liked the story. Uh, yeah, the plot's probably my favourite part about this movie. Yeah. It's just a great idea. Yeah. We, we need to have an amnesia counter. Because <laughs> I'm certain this is not the last time amnesia happens. Yeah, probably not. I, I, it's funny because when you mentioned, like, when we started watching these, 
oh man, they're singing a lot. There's a lot of singing sequences. I was like, ah, oh, it won't happen too often, but it seriously has been pretty much every, every movie, movie has well. a song. Like, this is what I did not expect them to be singing in, but there was like multiple times. This is why they have the most singing. <laughs> other, uh, other than other than Michael. Yeah, true. That's oh, funny. I do just have one last bit of trivia. Yeah, hit me. And it was that this was written by Jojiro Okami. And I don't know if we mentioned this before, but he was... O- Okami the eight-headed dragon? Orochi? <laughs> no. Jojiro oh, no, no. <laughs> Okami. And he was a former Japanese Air Force pilot who okay. came up with the original idea for this movie. Gorath, as well oh, really? as the movies The Mysterians, Battle in Outer Space, and one that we'll get to later down the track called so, Dagora. J- Dogora. Not Dogora. Dogora. Okay. So he's kind of the leading sci-fi writer at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm looking forward to Godora. Yep. <laughs> yep. Go Dora. Go go Gora. Dogora. Do Do Dogora. Dogora. Okay. We're looking forward to Dogora. But yeah, we've seen three of these sci-fi movies so far. And there's a few more to come. I think they do cool. get a bit more closely tied to Godzilla. But this one's it. parts of it are officially canon in the timeline. <laughs> Is it your favorite sci-fi one so far? I d- without getting too much into the others, I think I still prefer Mysterians. Okay, but let's just go on to ratings anyway. Micah, how many moonless nights <laughs> would you give this film? <laughs> when did you get poetic? <laughs> Well, you know, they're rebuilding Tokyo. They're going to be seeing a lot of moonless nights and all the construction and all the wake of what happened. <laughs> <laughs> How many moonless nights out of five would you give Gorath? Trust me, there's going to be more than five moonless nights. <laughs> this one would be either 2.5 or 3 for me. Okay. Yeah, between there. Nice. I'll probably give it a 3.5. Mm. I really, I just had a good time with it. I don't know why. I just didn't find myself really losing interest in any of the scenes. Actually, yeah, now that you mention it, it holds your attention really well. Yeah, and even though, I, like, there was big chunks when nothing really happened and it was just people talking or figuring out what to do, it was still... It was still a little more interesting than you thought it would be. Yeah, it was. It pleasantly surprised me after Battle in Outer Space. And I, I thought that this would just be a slog before getting into King Kong versus Godzilla next. <laughs> yeah. But I was pleasantly The valley surprised. before the mountain. Yeah. That was good. It was good. It was worth giving a watch. And I recommend it to all of you. If you're looking for not your average Christmas movie, especially during this time, give Gorath a watch. Yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. Actually, I'd say that. If any of you have family members or partners who have not seen Godzilla or Kaiju movies before... Yeah. Use the Christmas themes in this one as an excuse to watch it now. <laughs> to slowly get them into kaiju. Hey, I've just, the... just got this Christmas movie. It well, only has a couple minutes of a kaiju, only a couple minutes of a monster. It's a more of a heartfelt family tale. It's on archive.org. It's very blurry. But... <laughs> yeah. It's about family. It's about a very convoluted, weirdly connected family. But that's Gorath in a nutshell. A uh, man's girlfriend's father's... Colleagues, daughters, <laughs> maybe boyfriends. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it was good. I think that's us for Gorath. Yeah, that's Gorath. And next up, we have King Kong vs. Godzilla. Also came out in 1962. This is finally the next Godzilla movie. Finally the big one. And we've... We're thinking a little bit of watching potentially the King Kong movies that have come out before this because there were a few American movies. Yeah. However, none of those were made by Toho. Toho had nothing to do with them. And King Kong's actually public domain. And I think he I dies in the original story. So, spoiler alert, King Kong dies. I think he gets killed off the Empire State Building. Okay. So, this is kind of just them using the character of King Kong for their own their own plot. Their own plot. Yeah, their own completely new story. King Kong versus Godzilla. So King Kong is not required watching for this. Yeah. However, we will, after we've done this haul of Toho movies, getting through all the Godzilla stuff, we probably will, as we said before, get through King Kong and a lot of the other kaiju movies. Yeah. That's good. We're just going straight in to a big battle of two of the Earth's mightiest monsters. Yeah. But thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Yeah. We will say again, uh, watch out for the final draft episode. Yeah. For Spider-Man No Way Home with us yeah. in the next week or so. 
yeah, that should be really good. And we'll see you in the new year, 2022. If you haven't already, we'd really appreciate it if you would as well uh, rate and review us wherever you're listening. I think Spotify actually just added, you can give different podcasts five-star ratings. Yeah, I, th- I think we're a podcast you should give a five-star yeah, rating Yeah, yeah. Chuck, chuck, chuck us a couple of, what, how many moonless nights would you give, <laughs> give would our you podcast? Give uh, but we're, yeah, really appreciate it. They could, really help. Yeah, they, they really, really help. Help people find us, um, whether it is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, wherever you're checking us out on, would really appreciate those ratings and reviews. Just to even hear what you're liking about the show if you were up to writing a, yeah. a sentence or two. We'd love that. And also we're curious, maybe don't post on your review. But let us know if you are watching these movies along with us. Yeah, ch- jump in our Discord, links in the show notes, or uh, follow us on our socials, Podzilla Pod. Tag, let us know. tag us in Instagram stories. Yeah, tag us in things. Wow, Dude, we be... can start sharing. Oh my gosh, guys, tag us. We can start sharing your posts. Yeah, I mean, if you did want to share what you thought about any of these movies or any of these episodes, uh, yeah, would would love to see it. Would love to hear about it. Would love to talk to you about these movies. If you do watch mm. even Gorath, would love to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah. But I think that's us for the year, 2021, the first year of Podzilla coming to a close. Oh my gosh, it's been a good one so far. It has been good. But when did we start? July. So not a not a full year of Podzilla, but it's you know. a good half year. It's yeah. a good semester of semester of Podzilla. <laughs> yeah. And we're starting next year off with a bang. Yeah. It's gonna be so it's gonna great. Be, gonna be very fun. So see you in 2022. Don't get killed by a huge big old star yeah. or anything. Watch the skies. Keep one eye open. <laughs> you know what? You also just have to just have to realize that together we can do amazing things, guys. Amazing things. Amazing things. See you next time. You've been listening to Podzilla with your hosts, Jay Shear and Micah Drake. Be sure to follow our socials, join our Discord, and check out Cassie Celine who did our amazing podcast art. The links are all in our show notes. And just a disclaimer that any musical sound effects used in this episode belong entirely to the Toho Company. See you in two weeks.